Hello, my friends out there in podcast listening land, whether you be on a phone or a PC, streamed to some other type of device. My name is Jim Bumgardner. The name of this show is So This is the Future. Named it because it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek way to look at where we are now. But where we are now is getting more and more serious. And frankly, you know, I'll be candid with you that in moving into this platform and doing this show, I was trying to find a way to not necessarily be one of those milk toast middle of the road guys, but at the same time, I do want to remain objective and be able to report in a middle of the road kind of way when it comes to certain issues or all issues that are worthy of talking about. Well, this episode right here is going to be comprised of four components. Okay. Number one, you need, I, I know that a lot of folks who are listening to this show are going to be of the same mindset as myself of the genre, right? I want you to listen to me very clearly here. Do not, I repeat, do not do anything tomorrow, January 6th, the one-year anniversary of the incident. I'm just going to call it that, the incident in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol. Don't do anything. Seriously, stay your butt at home. Troll people on the Internet. Knock yourself out. Don't do anything. Okay, we should have been smarter a year ago. Period. We'll go more into that in a minute. Second thing, I I want to also be very very grateful for a conversation I had earlier today with a lady that I met by way of the Activate Humanity social media platform, Patricia. Uh, we had a great conversation, and it means the world with the information that we shared between each other. But again, it's more about the conversation that we had. So this shout-out right here is to you, Patricia. Thank you very, very much for taking the time to chat with me. And you've planted some things inside of my head that are really going to show um, some great progress for the things that I'm doing. And I thank you again for that. Uh, next, uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, a COVID report from my local level here. And this one is something that I'm actually going to attach to a challenge for all of you out there. And, and it is of the utmost importance that we all get on board with this. Okay. Because the things that are reported nationally and globally, that's fantastic. But we also need you, and you need you, and your neighbors need you, and your friends and family there need you to be vigilant and mindful of what's going on for real, no speculation, no assumptions, but actually getting the facts of what's happening with COVID in your area. I've got one for you, and I'm going to share that in just a few. And then also, I'm going to be getting, and this is funny because as, as you've, if you've followed along the last few episodes, I've been very adamant in not, I don't like the monetization end of doing creative things. I've never been a fan of it, but you know what? It's time now for me to suck it up and ask you specifically, take a look at the things that I offer you as far as products, goods, services recommendations. If there's an affiliate link, take, if you would take a look, if it's something you're interested in, go for it. If you're not, you're not. And that's great. And just totally cool. But if it's something you think someone else might like, share it with them. We are growing the resources here to do more for the sake of growing outlet content outlets to 
reclaim our information and entertainment streams. Okay, there's so many options out there now. This one will be one of millions. However, I am dedicated to it being one that has substance, value, and purpose, not just for the sake of information, but also for the sake of entertainment. I want to bring you the popcorn. I want to bring you the candy. Why? Because we all like popcorn and candy. And then you get type 2 diabetes and you can't like it as much. But you know what? That's beside the point. Okay, now with that said, we're kicking off this show and I'll be right back. But before I do that and to prove exactly what I'm talking about, when I go into this pre-recorded bit for Anchor, seriously consider Anchor as an opportunity for you to look into podcasting or share it with those through that link to uh, possibly get them into the world of podcasting. All right, gang, here we go officially into the show. And that's funny because the introduction you heard was actually the second time I cut that. Because um, once again, your old buddy Jimbo here on So This Is The Future is getting amped up and excited on a lot of different levels. Excited for the opportunity to talk to you. And secondly, uh, excited in the opportunity of what is coming content-wise from this program and things that I want to share with you and ask of you because it's so very important. First segment of the show, we are going to be strongly, 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 strongly suggesting to you, don't do anything tomorrow. Okay, now by that, what I mean is tomorrow marks the one-year anniversary of the incident at the Capitol in Washington, D.C. Okay, that thing i watched it live like most of you did too i am not familiar with the way the legacy mainstream media handled it at the time because i wasn't watching them because i don't because i don't trust them long before that but i was watching the feed that was coming from infowars and Bandot video and i saw how things played out from their vantage point and that vantage point now has been it's not even manipulated. They're flat lying about what happened with Alex Jones and the InfoWars crew that were there. They're lying. That congressional committee, which is such a uh, just a abomination of what that's supposed to be. But what they're saying that Alex Jones did, Owen Schroyer did, Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, all these other people that are being called to the carpet on this thing. They are lying, people. They are flat lying. And why are they doing it? Because they can. Don't ever forget that. He who has the biggest microphone controls the narrative. and They have it. Don't kid yourself for a second. I'm not kidding myself when I'm making this podcast. I know how tiny I am in this giant web of information. Okay? I have no doubt. I have every intention of growing it a lot bigger. And with your help, I know I can but right now, I'm telling you, do not take any unnecessary steps tomorrow in regards to that commemoration moment of January 6th. I, I highly doubt the people who are listening to this show is of that mind. You may be mad, rightfully so, could be flat pissed off right now, which you should be. But you're not a lunatic wanting to take a ridiculous action in answer to what's happening, okay? Don't. 
That's not how we win these battles. It is not how we're going to win this war. Okay? So I am coming to you as human to human, man to man, man to woman. I want to strongly suggest to you, this is my, this is my moment, my stance to say, don't do anything. And anything that you hear of, of people doing, they report things. Say somebody does something really stupid. And there's a strong possibility of that. But before you buy into a narrative from either side of the situation, do not make an assumption. Don't even make your mind up just yet. Begin the process of looking for the facts, because that's where we are now. With the name Alex Jones, people automatically float to the idea of conspiracy nut. 28 years Alex has been doing this thing, really exposing the truth of certain aspects of our lives and our government and the global government. That's what's been happening. And so it up until now, he just seemed crazy, huh? No, he wasn't. He's flamboyant. He's a very boisterous personality. And I've always liked that because it's like, hey, if you got to get your point across, you got to go there, man. It's not my particular style, but that's his and it works. And sometimes it's very entertaining. Sometimes he's missed the, he's missed the mark, but most of the time he has not. And actually in the show notes, uh, and actually even in the description of this podcast, I've got a link to a report he did today about some very big revealing news that has come out in regards to what happened last year that you need to be aware of, okay? So I'm strongly suggesting everyone go there, watch and listen to that report from Alex on Band.Video and really understand all sides of this story because it's important. And again, I stress to you, inaction is the most important thing right now in that regard. We know things were wrong throughout all of 2020, be it from the beginning of a two weeks to flatten the curve to an election process that was completely compromised for that reason. And a final outcome that to this day is still not truly settled. Okay. I'm not going into that debate right now. That's not my point. I don't care to rile you up about it because you already are. But I do know that the fight that began in 2016 has never ended. And I also understand underneath that fight in 2016 there's so much more going on that the average joe had no clue about that that was just beginning to show that little chink in the armor of reality that the common person doesn't see but now you can't help but see even though a lot of people still want to remain completely blind to it and yeah okay fine but i'm asking you i'm i'm as a responsible human a responsible broadcaster to stress to you tomorrow do nothing Observe, make notes, follow up on any reports. Don't blindly trust anyone. There's always three sides to the story, right? Go for five to get confirmation of anything that happens in perspectives. I can't stress that enough. Okay. Now, with that said, I'm going to take a quick break. And then this next little bit is much more bright, much more cheery, and much more grateful. And I want to share that with you in just a moment. Welcome back to the show, guys. Okay, I'm stepping it back a little bit, getting a little bit excited there, but I feel it's important. Again, don't do anything tomorrow. Just don't. Make notes. Pay attention. 
don't do anything. Okay. But now what I would like you to do is actually be a little grateful for what you got and opportunities that you have. Because again, for 2022, I've put out a challenge to everyone to do something new or something that is just your fun thing that you may have not done in a long time. Either way goes, connect and express something that is uniquely you and enjoy it. Rather, you've got an hour, five minutes, one minute, a whole day, whatever. Every day, do something that is uniquely you, that connects you to that real you, the genuine I. Do it. I suggest making a journal and keeping up with that journal every day for 365 days. You didn't have to start on January 1st to do this. It could be February 3rd. It could be March 15th. It could be whenever, but do it for a solid year. Why? Because it's going to get you closer in touch with the real you and that real you that is meant to help everyone else at the most natural, basic level to inspire, to encourage. And that can mean you make somebody mad too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> That's a possibility. But in today for me, one of the things that was huge for me today in getting back in touch with the, the true I that is I is I had a very lovely lady reach out to me last week by way of the Activate Humanity social platform. Name's Patricia. I guess I can say Patricia's last name, but I'll keep it that radio thing neutral. I don't think Patricia would mind. But anyway, but Pat, she had messaged me after listening to one of the shows where I was talking about where I was wanting to go with all of this action and all of these efforts and growing a streaming channel and platform in place. Anyway, we set the time. Actually, she set the time. Very affirmative lady. I appreciate that a lot. Um, and we talked today. Had a Zoom call, and it was wonderful. Had a, it was just a great conversation, sharing ideas and perspectives, planting seeds in each other's heads. And the ones she planted in mine have really hit home in some very wonderful and profound ways. I hope maybe some of the things I said may have done the same for her. But I know for me, I truly appreciate that conversation with Pat. And that was my moment for this day, this January 5th, 2022, as part of my big 2022 challenge to everyone. And I wanted to specifically take this moment to give and show some gratitude for that conversation that wonderful touch of humanity that Patricia and I shared today. I truly thank you, Patricia, for that time. And I hope everyone else out there will make those same types of connections through however you get out, face-to-face, -face, online, social media, however you do it, do it. It's good for you. Connect with your humanity and someone else's humanity because that is what's going to be the solution and is the solution, I should say, to the troubles of the world right now. So with that said, again, Patricia, thank you very, very much for taking the time to chat with me today. And I look forward to our next one. I'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to So This is the Future with me, Jim Baumgartner. Well, it's funny, this, this show is full of wonderful ups and downs, highs and lows, and a lot of intensity on <laughs> different perspectives inside of, because in the beginning, I'll be honest with you, got a little bit, uh, not really heated per se, but energetic. Second one, very grateful, very pulled back, very happy. 
This one, this one right here, my friends, this segment of the program is one that, uh, you know, over the span of the past few days, there was a lot of anger and a lot of hatred that was coming from me because of the news uh, that I was getting on an individual report of a person that is very close to my family who is in a really bad spot now, thanks to straight-up barbaric torture of the local medical community. But the bad and worst part of that is I know it's not exclusive to him. Now, let me tell you this story. COVID-19, as we all know, has changed the world. And there's a lot of talking points, discussions, facts, misinformation, back and forth on this thing. I have my own personal opinion that I feel is backed up with very sizable facts. And I am going to leave it at that for now. Because what I would like to do, and this is another, this is the second challenge that I'm putting to you. It's very important now, more than ever, in going out and when you lock eyes with someone and smile and share a moment just to say hello, I think your hair is pretty, whatever, connect on that human level. We all need that again now more than ever. We have to have it. People have been damaged out here, folks. And I don't know, I'm figuring, once again, the folks who are listening to this show, you're pretty awake to what's happened. And you've gotten the information from all the different sides of the story, the different sides of the narrative. And you've been able to make your own conclusion, hopefully not a final conclusion. Don't deal in absolutes. Keep your mind open and gather more information. That's just important. Now, how do you do that? You pay attention and you listen to things. And then when you hear something, if it truly bothers you to the point where it, it, it sparks any kind of emotion in you, be it anger, be it sadness, be it joy, be it happiness, get the other side of it to understand for sure exactly what you're talking about and share that information. Because from your local level, my local level, everyone's local levels, then we can begin the process of making sure that we are all on the same page. And it's not just a narrative from either side, any side, going into, well, excuse me, adding to the divisive nature of the narrative that has been presented. Okay, let's get the facts, put them all down, share them, and see how well they correlate together. It's important. The story that I'm going to share with you began two weeks ago here, Harrison, Arkansas. I'm not going to name names at this point, but I will. Don't think for a second. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't like, can't stand, hate it when you have someone who's going to file a report and you get the, according to sources, allegedly, someone inside, uh, someone close to, okay, you know what? I know how that works. I know that news speak. That news speak is to keep the reporter from getting sued. Okay, that's why that's there. And it also removes them from any liability if they didn't do their job and actually fact check. Okay, well, I didn't actually say that. I said allegedly. Ah, whatever, shut up. But I am going to say to you right now, when the moment comes that I deem it time to release names, I will. And I have no problem with it. And I have a history of that locally. I don't care. If you did wrong, I will call you out. I will call you to the carpet. I will shame you and your mother both. I don't care because the facts are the facts. And the only time I'll do that is when it impacts the greater good of the community. I don't care to be a rebel rouser. It's not my thing. I, I mean, I don't. I want people to be happy. 
I don't like starting trouble. That's been one of the things that I've always ran into career-wise is that if you want to grow inside of these platforms and these circles, be they online or be they broadcast or be they in the newspaper, clickbait, that's the modern term for it. But what it actually is, is sensationalism for the sake of shock value to get attention, to bring the eyeballs or ears to you. To me, that is weak and that is cheap marketing. And I don't want it. I mean, I dance a little bit sometimes in some of my titles, but I try not to be clickbaity because while I know it works and you know it works because you'll find yourself clicking on things that are clickbait. But I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want to be known for that. That was another thing I want to throw back to Patricia there. It's like, I want my reputation to be stronger than that. If I've got to get clickbait to use to get your attention, I'm not doing my job anywhere near well, right, or good. So I'm not. But in this story that started two weeks ago, my wife's aunt's boyfriend started getting a little sick. And so did my wife's aunt. They started getting a little sick. You know, kind of the respiratory stuff, seasonal things, you know, for December, January. And here in Arkansas, we've seen the weather go crazy, man, from up into the 70s to down into the 50, you know, to the teens, in a very short amount of time, I mean, like New Year's alone, you went from, I think it was like almost 70 on New Year's Eve, and then by New Year's Day, afternoon, evening, the temperature had dropped 60 degrees. It was terrible. It was just uncomfortable. Blah. I don't mind seasonal weather, but when it happens at the drop of a hat, it's just not fun. <laughs> you know, you don't get time to adjust. Well, in this process, both of them had gotten sick, and... Um, they both, well, actually, the aunt, she uh, got some medication. I do believe she had gotten a Z-Pack and uh, started the process of getting better. He had kind of held out. He didn't want to go to the doctor. He's uh, not a proponent of the things, you know, the Fauci-ouchie and things like that at all. Wasn't going to do it. Ain't going to do it. And um, anyway, but he wanted to hold out because when you go to the doctor now here, again, I can't speak to there, here, but when you're going to the doctor here, and from what I understand, like some other places, most other places, they're really pushing you towards getting the Fauci ouchie and getting uh, the tests and all this other stuff. No, absolutely not. Keep your dignity, folks. You don't have to do that. Say no. And so he just didn't even want to mess with it. But there are ways around that because the, the medical community here has made available very convenient opportunities for folks to go to like your MediQuick type locations to do a televisit or telemedicine visit, as they call it, for a Zoom call, and then they can go from there. And that's nice. Now, how long that's going to last, don't know. But you can do that, and then you don't have to go through those other steps, which is good, because we don't need them. But as the time has went on through the span of that two weeks, so he started getting a little bit worse and a little bit worse. She got better, though, but she also had an antibiotic. He, however, started to decline. And in that process, and I'm not going to go into every step of it right now because I want to lead to the final steps of where we are at this moment. In the process, his oxygen levels about four days ago started really dipping low to the point where he went to the emergency room only to sit there for hours upon hours upon hours, okay? Um, and at the end of it all was given nothing, nothing, nothing at all, not, no kind of treatment. And this is not the first time I've seen that locally when people who say tested positive, 
but they were told to quarantine, but were not giving anything. A simple Z-pack, okay? Maybe even some Tylenol-3. Nothing. Now, you have to question that. Since March 2020, the medical protocols have been rewritten for what reason? They no longer have to treat you for anything because of COVID? That's absurd. It's insane. And this is where we're going, where it's becoming barbaric torture. Okay. Moving on. Coming back to it. So he went home. And in being home, he wasn't getting any better. And they hadn't done anything. So it just he declined from there. At one point, the aunt had called out an, uh, an ambulance to check him. Because, again, his, his, his oxygen levels were dropping. So they get there. And they offer to take him. But they let him know, in doing so, odds are he would just be stuck sitting in the ER, waiting to be seen, so on and so on. Because, of course, short staffing issues and that there were no beds available. Well, here's the thing, kids. The short staffing situation has been a manufactured thing. Thankfully, here at this this area's main hospital, there isn't a hard mandate in place. So we, we have it on our side. However, all the hassles and everything, <clears throat> excuse me, with the t- with the testing and this and the other, has called people to say, you know what, never mind, quit. I'm not doing it because it's not worth to them. Because this particular facility doesn't have the greatest reputation anyway. And they're not the most pleasant people to work for or work with. And that's from firsthand experience. Anyway, so the hospital itself is, and it's a pretty good sized hospital for a Found an area. This I mean, is four-story hospital. They added on a new patient wing that primarily has only been used for uh, birth and babies, which is great. But then the other three floors of it do nothing, and like the, actually the fourth floor of it is completely shut down and has been for years and years and years and years because there's never been a need for it. Um, anyway, so there's room, but there's no people. So he decided to just stay home. Didn't go with the ambulance, just stay home. Because if that was all he was going to do was sit in, the way he saw it was to just sit in the ER and wait again for nothing. Well, there you go. Next day comes, and it's just gotten to the point where it's he just knew he had to go. So the aunt took him there. At that point, and this is where we started getting more of the information of what's happening with the treatment or lack thereof. Because again, up until this point, they hadn't given him anything. And he was getting more and more dehydrated every day. So he gets there, and while they're in the ER once again, we found out about a policy to where the staff, the nursing staff, was not allowed to remove his mask to give him a drink. Huh, that's barbaric, but okay. But that was policy. They could not do it. Now, the aunt, she could, and so she did. But again, it's one of those things when you have a faith and a belief in a system that's supposed to be taking care of you, it gets confusing real quick. And also when you're scared because of everything you've heard, well, you know, it's uh, hard to make clear-headed decisions. But anyway, I digress. They also didn't give him an IV. Now, you would think that would be like the first thing you would do. I know that was always procedure every time I've seen anything before. It's like you get dehydrated, you go, they put an IV in you, and they get your hydration level back up, and you level out pretty quick. Never once did they give him an IV. They're at the ER still. We do find out that he... Now, mind you, this is as close... This is a secondhand report because it's coming from the ant. There's no way at this point to be able to get inside of the hospital to question staff. 
Okay. I can't do it again. I'm, I'm a reporter quit first and foremost. I know how to go in, but you won't, they won't let you in now. And I know better than to just go trying to strong arm something. Cause you're going to just, you're going to get nowhere fast and get further back. Um, anyway, but what they did do is they administered remdesivir. Now, I don't know how familiar you are, you are with remdesivir, but it's not a good one. Regeneron appears to be the good one when it comes to being the monoclonal antibodies and all of that. So Regeneron is the good one. Remdesivir is not. They gave him remdesivir. Now, one of the things about remdesivir that I have learned from my lovely wife, uh, who is the only thing she's missing is a piece of paper to make her either a pharmacist or a doctor, uh, is just that piece of paper, seriously. So she's very well versed on all of this and has been long before any of this ever came about. She's a nut for it. Anyway, with remdesivir, one of the most important factors is that the recipient must be hydrated. Has to be, because it tears up the kidneys. Otherwise, let alone, you know what I'm saying? So even in even hydrated, remdesivir is hard on the kidneys and leads to kidney failure if used in a prolonged manner. Okay, you've got a patient now who has been administered remdesivir when he's already dehydrated with no saline solution IV to rehydrate him. That alone set me off. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I mean, they're not even trying here. But that's protocol and procedure here locally. The next step that came over the span of the next 36 hours was the doctor that came in to see him, let them know that what they were going to do, not what, you know, no, what they were going to do. Very, very careful with my word there. But what they were going to do is they were going to Go ahead and put him in a coma. Induce a coma, which of course means go on a ventilator as well, for 10 days because it was in his best interest. That way his body could heal. That is barbaric. That is torture. That is unnecessary. And at that point is when we began relaying the messages back and forth between ourselves and uh, the aunt. It's like, okay, here's the questions to ask, because she didn't know. Why not try something else? Like, first off, why don't we hydrate him? Why don't we get the nutrients into him? Why don't we start actually treating something? Because they did diagnose something at this point called COVID pneumonia. Wait a minute, what? I hadn't thought about this up to this point. But I went, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everything that he was suffering from up until this point, I've had pneumonia a long, long time ago when I was a kid. I had double pneumonia, wound up in the hospital for a week. Everything that he had been going through just now registered in my mind, oh my God, he had pneumonia. And they didn't treat him for it. They gave him the remdesivir as a way to treat viral pneumonia, not bacterial pneumonia, which most likely is what he has. Why? Because it's the protocol. Again, barbaric, ignorant, arrogant. I'll throw those two new ones into this discussion. But we relayed the questions to ask to the ant, to the medical quote-unquote professionals there in regards to treatments that have been reported to work, proven to work, be they ivermectin, be all the other things that are out there, even the Regeneron. 
all of those other things that have been proven to work on high-profile people, such as Joe Rogan, who's the poster boy, man, and everyone is going to Joe to get his list. Not for medical advice, but just to find out what his medical professionals did for him. The doctor laughed. He laughed. This is known, proven treatment for this alleged condition. And that doctor laughed. That, to me, is the worst form of malpractice I've ever seen. Because that doctor had already decided what their protocol was. And that is to induce coma, put this man on a ventilator. And here's the worst part. From a, uh, your integrity standpoint, they did that. Induced a coma, put him on a ventilator. And he's still in the ER, but this time tucked away in a back corner because there's still no beds. There's a human being laid out in pretty much a vegetative state. It's nothing more than a lump of meat with a machine tied to it. Ladies and gentlemen, do not tell me we are a civilized society with a trusted medical community when these actions are what are being taken or taking place. And that's here. And I know for a fact that's happening. I can't speak to where you are unless you happen to be here too. But wherever you are, you need to know what they are doing. Don't rely on media reports. Talk one-on-one -on -one with the people you know and then the people they know. Get the first-hand on-the-ground accounts. And then when you feel you have compiled the information and um, as methodically, factually as you can, get it out there. If you're on the quote-unquote major platform still, Facebook, Twitter, all of those guys, you'll get banned. You will get booted, the post will get pulled, whatever. You will get slapped down because they are controlling this narrative. And when you know the facts, which at this point, I know an actual fact now. I've got them right here in front of my face. And you're going to tell me that's misinformation. I'm going to tell you, pardon me, kids, and turn down the radio. You're full of shit. And you're a barbaric, torturous murderer. You just are. I don't care. So if you're in the medical community... And you happen to be, huh, there's a strong possibility that particular doctor and or one of his family members may have come across this broadcast. Because I'm no stranger around these parts. I'm not like somebody that is just a random voice and they're on the national scene. Yeah, you've never heard of me before in your life. Locally, yeah, you know me. And I'd tell you to your face because I probably already have. But you're a murderer. And if you're participating in this because of protocol and procedure, you are an assistant to murder. You're an accomplice. I don't know what that means as far as ramifications of what needs to happen for punishment, but I do know that those people should not be allowed to carry a piece of paper that gives them the opportunity to do it again. So, the only reason I'm not naming names is simply because we are waiting to see how this outcome plays. Again, He's in a corner in the ER, plugged into, a, or a ventilator's plugged into him in a coma. Once I know what happens, Lord, I pray he makes it through this thing and gets out of there. But even then, the names, I'll say them. I'm going to say them. I'm going to say them very loudly because his story, regardless of outcome, needs to be completely reported. Now, 
when it comes to on the local level, everybody already knows who's who. On the national level, no, not yet. But I will spread it at that point because it needs to be said. And uh, I encourage you all to do the same. Get your facts. Get them documented. Understand your timelines. If you could get pictures and video, do it. Chronicle this stuff because we're going to need to know eventually in a bigger manner, in a collective manner. Because you cannot be allowed to be, well, you can't allow people to call you a kook when you know the facts. And when you, and you won't be called a kook when you actually have those facts in hand. We're fighting a war with people who have no scruples. We're fighting a war with people who have been brain damaged through mind manipulation. And I can prove that to you now. Very simply, you already know it. I mean, it's already happened. I mean, all the tactics that were used with the masks and the six feet and the people having lost their, their humanity, their ability to deal with other humans. Over the span of two years, I mean, that's a long process. It didn't take that long to farm a habit, right? 28 days. Actually, I just found out, Alicia told me before I got on to do the show, that actually there, <laughs> there's a company that has required that on Zoom calls, people have to wear masks. And I laughed. I'm like, shut up. She's like, no, really. And the reasoning is because people were nervous being on a Zoom call if they saw an uncovered face. So they decided to make it policy just to keep wearing a mask on a Zoom call. Shut your mouth, America. Stop it. But that's where we are. People are that damaged. So I have empathy and compassion and sympathy for those people. But like, if you truly have empathy, compassion, and sympathy for someone, you have to intervene. Okay. But here's the other thing. This is the new narrative that's coming. This is the most, oh my God, you're kidding me. I'm not sure if you've heard by now, but now then there's a new thing that's been diagnosed. What is that? Why, it's flu-rona. F-L-U-R-O-N-A. Flu-rona. A combination of the flu and the coronavirus. Really? Flu was gone for two years. It was all COVID-corona. But now... The flu-rona has arrived. (laughs) You can't make this up. I want to see how people react to this, because I'm hoping that at that point, when they just hear the name flu-rona, they go, wait a tick. What? Is this like, you know, like a two-year behind-the-scenes secret relationship between two high-powered personalities that are finally emerging and admitting that they've been together the whole time? Sort of like they do in the pop culture celebrity world, like Benifer with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, which I don't care about. I just am familiar with the term. The Florona. Folks, if you cannot see now... When they're putting it this hard in your face. Oh my God. Another thing I'd recommend to you in that regard though, is if you will go to, I know it's on band.video, which is an offshoot of InfoWars. Um, but I'm almost bet at davidike.com. You can find the same interview. He, David Ike did an interview with, uh, what's the name of it? Um, I can't remember the name, and I don't want to disrespect the fellows. But anyways, the latest interview David Icke has done with this particular uh, alternative news outlet, and uh, it's it's a good one. But inside of this one, though, David points out how now with the PCR test, which we already know was bunk, but now then they've actually changed it again. There, for testing for COVID, there were three points of attention 
that needed to, to hit to say you had the, the Rona. But now they've reduced it down to two of those three. And if you've got those two, then boom, you've got COVID, which of course means you've got the Omicron. Yay, Omicron. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. You cannot have the super increase in tests because first off, I thought there weren't that many tests available. But this explains why those numbers have spiked. It's because once again, they've lowered the bar in the PCR test, which isn't meant for this anyway. So that explains it. So go check that out. Band video. Look for that latest interview with David Icke or go to davidike.com. I'm sure they've got it up on the site there too. Anyway, but uh, Flurona, if you hear about it, open your eyes and help other people see the same thing too. Going to take another quick break. They're going to wrap this thing up with another very earnest driven segment of So This is the Future. And we're back for the final segment of the show, which should be the most important part of the show, because what I'm going to talk about here is how I'm going to keep the show alive, and I need your help, and by golly, I'm just going to ask you point blank for it. But I'm not going to ask you too hard, I'm not going to twist your arm, but I am going to encourage you to help me out, because I would truly appreciate it. First off, if you're listening to the show, listen to any of the shows, especially the show, share it. That's how you can help, number one. Number two, Whatever platform you're listening to it on, if you would give it a good rating, please give it a good rating. Um, if not, eh, let's just part and agree to disagree. But if you give it a good rating um, and, and write something, I would appreciate it. But mainly share it. Get it out there. That's the quickest, easiest thing anyone can do. doesn't cost you a dime. Just a little bit of your time, which, of course, is more important. And I still truly appreciate it. But in the show notes now... Um, I've got like a master list of all the things that I, that we have created as Jack entertainment, uh, as far as on-demand products by way of Amazon with our 365 journal, which we strongly encourage. I want you to journal. You go get a notebook, some scratch paper. I don't care. Do it. Start journaling. But if you'd like to have something that's a little bit more fancy and a hardbound edition, go and check that out by way of the link. Uh, I'm going to be publishing a lot more things along the line along those lines to help in the the thought collection process the inspiration process growing and 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 really nurturing and embracing your imagination as well as some other fiction and nonfiction books that i'm working on uh because i in this process of maintaining this outlet to grow the other aspects of this thing i want to fund it by way of earning it okay now, with that said, though, I'm also not going to shoot myself in the foot and say that, hey, if you want to buy me a coffee, I would appreciate that, too. And I've actually set that thing up so you can click on there to buy me a coffee. Also, um, doing some on-demand products like and I'm very I'm still pretty happy with this. And I'll say I'm proud because it made me laugh and it made other people laugh, too. My uh, COVID-19 Friends Cup. And other apparel that now has the logo on it. Check that out again at the Jack store, jackentertainment.net, and ship some of the other products. Another thing that I'm working on is the Red Pill Coloring Book. It's funny to me the whole notion of the adult coloring books. Not that I'm laughing at anyone, I just find it interesting. It was like when that came onto the scene a few years ago, it kind of made me kind of go, huh? But that's again before the world broke. But it, even then, I was—I'm always been a proponent. I don't care how old you are; never forget the value and power of play, because that power of play is what keeps you. And I didn't realize exactly what I was saying at the time, 
and how profound it really was. But that power of play keeps you connected to that childlike nature that you have inside of you that in turn is the expression of your imagination, which is the expression of the soul. And it's like the most important thing. And it doesn't matter if you're in the creative arts and industries. Um, you're meant to create people. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're the guy who's driving the bus, the gal who's, um, I'm going to go so sexist here. You're the gal in the kitchen making the biscuits, whatever. But the point is you have inside of you, the creator's mark and the creator's spark. And so you should totally embrace that and use that as much as you can. Anyway, so have fun with that. Also, be sure to take notes for all this, because as I'm doing this and I'm seeing what's working, I wouldn't do it if it wasn't. Follow my lead, yeah, because it may make you some bucks, too. Also, uh, you can check out some of the other Jack Entertainment properties with our quest series, of our superpower quest, which deals with the imagination, paranormal quest, which isn't so para anymore, is it? kind of normal. Anyway, but the paranormal quest, Halloween quest series, and those are fun, and they're those are meant to be entertaining, informative, but entertaining. And there's more product and content coming there. Also, if you need to do a little digital transactions with your cash, I do highly recommend the Cash App app. Uh, we, Alicia and I have been using that for over a year now. It works great. I've got a link in the show notes that if you click through that one, I get a kickback and they'll throw you some cash just for trying it out. And like I say, it hadn't failed us. It's worked very good. In conjunction with that, and there's only a limited number of slots that I can actually offer a referral to, but um, ca oh, excuse me, Chase Bank. Now, I know. Say whatever you will. Not worried about it. It's a good... For the year that I've used it, I've had absolutely zero issues with this for online banking needs. Now, if you are in a particular market, you may have a Chase location there that you could actually walk into. I don't. But I've been able to use this Chase account, and it's been good. And I, from last I looked, whenever, if you decide to take a look and go for it, they, they will, there's an offer for you to get 225 bucks. That's totally legitimate. Um, it's right there waiting for you. So by signing up, there's a couple things you have to do, but nothing terrible. But if you do that, you get 225 bucks, And I get a kickback on that too. Not your money, but the money they pay. It's a sales thing, right? So I get a commission if you do that, and I would appreciate it. Other links up you're going to see are uh, some links to good people doing good things. They are not sponsored. They're just things that I appreciate, like, and I want to spread the word on. First one being the Activate Humanity social platform. That one's great. Go join. Click my link. I want to go from being a bronze ambassador up to super platinum diamond. I don't make any money off of that, but I just feel pretty good that I brought you into a crowd of good people. And you get to be one of those good people, too. Uh, ZLC Collectibles is totally moved away from any of the other stuff that we're talking about here. But if you like toys like I like toys or didn't know anything about toys, haven't looked at toys since forever ago, I don't know, go look over there. They feature specifically with action figures, 8-inch action figures that were popular in the 70s uh, that are now new, once again, by the same company, the Mego Corporation. And they're my go-to for online purchases when it comes to that. They've never let me down on an order. And so I, I appreciate that. And the shipping's good, too. So check them out. And then also, uh, personal book of the week that I'm recommending is David Icke's The Biggest Secret. I've got a link to the Amazon page on that uh i don't this is a non-sponsored thing there's no affiliate there i just really would recommend that book i've been reading it uh and really like okay yeah he was right here we are but it's good to have the knowledge and the understanding of where he's coming from and then also the best part about it is after all of these years you can really validate what was real what may not have been real what was right what was wrong 
but uh, he's batting more than 90 from what I can see right now. Anyway, so there's all that, and I appreciate everyone for helping us out there. This is, that's an earnest request. If you're not interested but know someone who might be, share the link. That's all I ask. If you are interested, hey, please, go for it. I won't stop you. Um, and if you have any other ideas for things that you'd like to see or you're curious about, shoot me a, uh, shoot me an email. Go jackerentainment.net quick through. Um, yeah, and, and also... And then I've got this at the top of the show notes, and I forgot to mention it here. I want to hear from you. The Anchor platform is great because it also offers a voice messaging system to where you could leave me a message. I think that's awesome. If you've got questions, comments, commentary about the show, a report from the ground, leave them there. And that, that's awesome. And I'd like to be able to incorporate them into the show or just so we can get in touch. And that's a great way to do it. So that's at anchor.fm. Follow the links to the podcast uh, then you can use that particular service there. Anyway, well, guys, thank you all very much for listening to me again. I stress to you tomorrow for January 6th, do nothing, do nothing. Troll people on the internet, sure, fine, whatever, but do nothing. I don't know if anything's been planned. I don't know. I haven't heard of anything, but if you have, don't participate. Don't do it. It's a setup, man. There's a time to protest and there's a time to shut up. Tomorrow is a time to shut up. Keep your eyes open, make notes, get those things validated and backed up five times over because uh-uh, they did it before, they'll do it again. So don't don't play sucker to that. Another shout out to Patricia. Thank you very much for the conversation. It really meant a whole, whole lot. Your COVID ground reports, please, for the love of everything holy, start making those things so we can all collate what's happening for real on the ground around the country and around the world. And then finally, support Jack Entertainment, the So This Is The Future podcast, and all the other Jack Entertainment creations and properties out there by clicking the links you find at the show notes, as well as in the description of this very particular podcast. And again, I remind you of the 2022 challenge to make something awesome every day. Connect with you, and that's the most awesome thing you can make. And if you like, share it with somebody else, because, hey... You may inspire them to do great things, too. Until Friday's edition, you guys have a good, a very good one. And remember, tomorrow, do nothing. I don't care what you hear. Don't do it. Have a good one, everybody. And we'll talk to you Friday.